careful what you're visualizing is like actually what you want and see it through, like go to the end game because we are powerful creators of our reality and we are always manifesting something. And so to get really, really clear on what you want, like, do you really want that million dollar year or do you want the time freedom and the flexibility? Welcome to Make Bank with Marie Wold. I'm Marie, and for the last decade, I've been helping women set and hit unrealistic goals while building their definition of a rich life. This podcast is your ultimate destination for unfiltered discussions about personal development, entrepreneurship, wellness, confidence, wealth building, relationships, and so much more. We're creating our dream lives together, and I'm so glad you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. This episode, you're in for a treat because between this week's guest, Robin Gooding, and I, we've been behind the scenes in thousands of women's businesses and lives, and we have seen exactly what sets the most successful and fulfilled women apart from those who struggle and burn out. So in this episode, we're going to pull back the curtain on our 2024 industry predictions, some unpopular but foundational entrepreneurship philosophies things like energetics, embodiment, and somatics, and why all of that is so key for ambitious women, how to get crystal clear on your desires, the real recipe for manifestation, unlocking the four parts of self for true embodiment, and how to build self-trust amongst many other things. This episode could have been like three times as long. And in case you have never met Robin, Robin Gooding is not only my right-hand woman and the bonus coach inside of both of my programs, Online Coach Empire Mastermind and Online Coach Kickstart, but she's also a powerhouse business owner herself. She's a certified business, life, and feminine embodiment coach, host of Worldwide Retreats, a proud mama to a daughter, human empowerment superfan, and sunshine chaser with almost a decade of experience in global business consulting for companies at various stages of growth from startups to seven figures and beyond. She decided to build a business with women at the core. So you'll see exactly why it's been a no-brainer to bring Robin in as a bonus coach for my clients for the last almost two years because we are so aligned when it comes to our missions and our philosophies and how we approach business and life. So know that when you join any of my group programs, Online Coach Kickstarter, The Mastermind, what have you, Robin's magic gets to be the cherry on top for you. So I'm really excited for you to meet her and listen in on this conversation. Without further ado, let's get to the good stuff. Hi, Robin. Welcome to the pod. So happy to have you here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm stoked to be here. Yeah, I cannot believe we have never done this because you and I have been working together for like almost two years. Like I think we're we're getting up to two years, definitely over 18 months. Yeah. So this is a long time coming and I'm excited to introduce you to a new group of people on the pod. Yeah, thanks. Amazing. So before we get into like the kind of 101 on like embodiment and energetics and how we can incorporate that into business and reaching our goals like give us the bird's eye view of your story and like how that ended up being the thing that you're like an expert in and like our queen of like how did we get here (laughs) yeah it's a long story so the very short version is over 11 years ago I was working in consulting And this was business consulting specifically at the time for the fastest growing franchise in North America, multi-million dollar portfolio in my early 20s, just like learning life really fast. Yeah. And just learning a lot about business. And I think the foundational business stuff is so important, Mm -hmm. of course. And, you know, sidestep, I think oftentimes like when we talk about embodiment and a lot of the like energetic stuff right now in socials, there's a lot of people talking about it from a business angle that are lacking that mm. foundational business skill set that's required. Mm-hmm. So both yeah. important. But my start was in the business foundational skill side. And after working with lots and lots of different entrepreneurs and CEOs and people from lots of different sizes of companies, I noticed that there was a really big difference between the people who had goals and took action and actually achieved what they wanted mm-hmm. were super happy on the other side of that achievement mm. versus the people that were like, oh, we got here and like, I'm ready to sell or burn it all to the ground and I hate my life. Yeah. 
right? So it's like, okay, you hustled, killed yourself for 10 years, and now you hate your life. Not the goal. Mm-hmm. And we still see that. I think I've seen a lot of people shut down their businesses in the last like one to three years. And that's that's happening all the time still. Yes. Last yeah. year, especially I noticed a very much so. And there's just like this misalignment. And I, I noticed especially that it was true for women. I don't mm. know more so, but my female clients tended to be more sensitive, more intuitive, more affected too by like the energetics in the world intuitively, even if they didn't realize what like was mm-hmm. happening. And then I was like, okay, I have to do both. So then I went down the coaching side, which is different to the consulting. Yeah. And I realized obviously mindset is everything, but mindset is not just the mind. The mm-hmm. mind, the body, and the soul are just so connected that we cannot use the mind to solve yeah. problems that we've come up with in our mind, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. The somatic piece really became important. And then in my personal life, I had a horrendous fertility journey and realized, holy shit, like I still live in my head so more mm. than my body. I really need to deepen this relationship, this connection with my body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what did you really notice as like the common threads between all the different, because you've worked in so many different like industries and business models and sizes of businesses, like both in consulting and in the coaching world. Like what did you notice about the people who did get what they wanted and were happy on the other side? Like what were they doing that the like people that burned it all down weren't? Yeah. It kind of comes back to foundational manifestation where we have to get really clear on what we want and we have to be mm. possible for us. Yeah. And the role embodiment plays in that is that the clarity around our desire and what we really want comes truly from the whole self, not mm-hmm. conditioned desire, not an external noise, not an expectation for validation, not a, a desire to prove worthiness or anything like mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. like more ego-driven desires, but it's like, what is my physical, mental, emotional, energetic body truly desire when it's in that place of alignment? Mm-hmm. Do I believe that that's possible for me? And I think when we're always finding that alignment and the coherence and building something, whether that's a relationship, family, wealth, business, you're always going to use that as your compass and you're probably going to be really happy on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah in the process, right? Yeah. When I see people succeed in all different stages, I would say like if I had to pick one or two things, one self-trust is like everything. Do you trust yourself? And the second is, can you love the process? Can you Mm -hmm. love Mm -hmm. all the messy bits? Like, are you so committed to the vision that even when you're sitting in the debris of shit that looks messy and doesn't make sense, can you still see the Michelangelo? Because yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you have to just embrace the process and the pro- the process, like the journey is the point. Like I, after all of the different goals that I've reached, there's always more. Like there's always another goal. There's always another thing. There's always like, the, you always are going to have another vision, like another upgrade, another level that you can tap into, but like you will never be satisfied if you can't enjoy the process. You will never even keep going, right? Like you, you, all the people that are shutting down their businesses and I shouldn't say all the people as if it's like every other business, but we have seen like a big pattern of it. And it's like, if you, if you build your own torture device, in the way that you build your business, like it's not going to last. And if you're not here for the process, then it's going to be a bad time. And so when I found that when I was setting goals earlier on in my business journey, I was picking, you know, the arbitrary numbers that like everyone is celebrating, right? I was like, oh, I want to make six figures or I want to have 10K months or I want to have a 20K launch or whatever it was. And I was just picking the things that sounded good and that seemed impressive and like I should want them and then I did hit a certain point where I was like wait like I actually hate the way that my business is set up I hate like the way that I'm spending my days this is not making me happier 
And it took getting very honest with myself of like, what do I actually want? And like, how will it serve me? And how will it support me? And I had to really recalibrate that. And so for people that are experiencing kind of that cloudiness in their vision of like, okay, I think I should want X, Y, Z, because that's the popular thing, whether it's the million dollar business or the house or the cars or the handbags or whatever it is, like, if they are feeling like, I think I should want this, but I don't know if it's not really resonating, like what is your advice on how they can get clear and like tune in to figure out, is this something that like I genuinely want or is this just something that I feel like I should want? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great question. I saw a video recently of this guy and he was saying one plus nine equals 10 and two plus eight. Mm, I saw this too. Yeah. And five plus yeah. five equals 10. And there's all these different paths to 10. And if we think that 10 is ultimate happiness or success or whatever, there's all these different paths. And usually yeah. we will only portray like the one plus nine or the five plus five. And all the other paths are conditioned as inferior in some way. Mm-hmm. And so on a cognitive level, I think it's important to get to that clarity of what are all the different paths that my life could look like that could be really happy? Mm. And, you know, for example, you want to own a house. Okay, well, like, why why do you want to own the house? Is it financial security? Is it because you grew up in a family that was always renting and you have anxiety about getting kicked out? Is it because you think you should own a house at your age? Is it because that's an appealing wealth creation vehicle for you? Like, why? Get really mm-hmm. clear about why you want something. Look at your values. Mm-hmm. That's a really big compass for me. You know, I help clients make way more money than I do in my business. And I don't make that wrong. Like, I don't make my desire wrong. I don't make mm-hmm. part of how I choose to build my business, how I choose to build my life wrong because mm-hmm. it's really genuinely right for me. And because I live according to my values, that is way more clear then it wouldn't be if I didn't know what my core values were, right? Right. Cognitively, what are your values? What different paths to success and happiness look like for you? And then on the embodiment side is like, what are those feelings when you're Mm -hmm. quiet with yourself? What sensations are there? Do you feel a sense of calm and peace and trust, even if logically something maybe doesn't make sense? Or do you feel a sense of unsettled or anxious, kind of like "Mm, something's off? You know, mm-hmm. intuition plays a really big role here and learning to trust your intuition, even when something mm-hmm. doesn't make sense, is also very key to mm-hmm. getting. Yeah, that's been a big thing for me as well in my journey of like, mm, but strategically, that's not like the best move or like that doesn't make the most sense. Right. But like <laughs> if I actually listen to my intuition, it's wild what happens. And that's why also like when talking to clients and they're asking, well, like, should I do this or should I do this? Like, I know both of us are always like, well, how do you feel about both of these options? And I know sometimes you will get like a little frustrated because they're like, but I just want you to tell me what to do. I just want you to tell me the right answer. And it's like the right answer for you is different than the right answer for someone else. And like, we both have the philosophy of like, we want you to become an embodied, like, empowered CEO where you can trust your decision-making skills. And like, it's our job to help you extract like your values and your vision and your alignment and like tune into what makes sense for you. And then, yeah, we back it up with like the strategy and the tactical and like the support along the way. But I, I know sometimes people are just like, but just tell me what to do. And that's just like, that's not the way we get to an aligned business. No, because you have your own blueprint and it's within Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. easy to ask for a silver bullet, but it's also giving away your power, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the best coaches always come back to the client having that innate power, Mm -hmm. seeing them, Mm -hmm. missing them and mirroring that back to them of like, you are really infinitely powerful. What do you want? And then I believe that you can create that to you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So something that has come up a few times is the concept of self-trust and this I I like bring this up to people a lot, especially in sales conversations. For example, like my beginner program literally has a guarantee. Like you're guaranteed to secure at least five thousand dollars in new sales by the end of the program if you show up and do the work, right? 
And people will still be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work. And I'm like, okay, well, I guarantee that it's going to work. Do you trust yourself to then show up and do the work? Because that's the only other variable that's left. And I think a lot of times when I ask that question, that's the first time they've ever like really faced that like head on Mm -hmm. and it brings up a lot. So can you talk to us about what it means to trust yourself and if someone's starting to like identify, oh, actually, maybe I don't like how do we either repair or build that? Like what is what happens in the realm of self-trust? Yeah, it's fascinating. I think that one of the most important questions we can ask ourselves is why don't I want this? Mm. Because yeah. honestly reveals where the lack of trust is. is. Yeah. You know, is it that there's a lack of safety with that desire? Is there a fear that either you won't succeed or that you will succeed? And if you do something bad will happen elsewhere? Mm-hmm. Is it that you're addicted to the chaos and the overwhelm and the drama that's happening in your life? I feel like there's this sense oftentimes that we can't have it all. And so we're subconsciously making trade-offs in our mind. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't be both a good mom and a successful business owner. I can't be both a great friend and wildly more successful than my social group. Like we create all these situations of either or. And a lot right. of trust is clarity around like both and mm. where can I have both of these things where can multiple truths coexist where can I feel afraid and take the step forward anyway mm-hmm. and then looking for evidence I think it's a tool that we practice and we build evidence of okay I trusted myself there and look what happened even though that was totally rational mm-hmm. and with those little lens we can continue to trust ourselves where I find my clients struggle the most is when they've trusted themselves and they've gone down a path that is not what they want Mm, mm -hmm. because circumstances happen, life happens, things go wrong and they think they've manifested something bad for themselves. Mm. Trauma. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then they go, well, I don't know if I can trust myself to make decisions anymore. And so Mm -hmm. it's important to recognize that there's, circumstances outside of us and there's this world within us and we're always co-creating and we're not mm-hmm. manifesting our traumas and also out of every horrible ugly messy heartbreaking situation we can alchemize that for our highest good always mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. having that belief that i can turn this into something good so even if i trust myself and something unexpected happens I still believe that I can back myself to create something good. Yeah. Something good is always happening for me. Mm -hmm. Never. Mm -hmm. Right. That word belief is important. Yeah. So it doesn't, what you're saying is like, it doesn't necessarily have to mean that trusting myself, it's all going to work out perfectly. It means like, I'm going to trust myself to make the move. And even if something goes wrong, I trust myself to like figure it out and keep going. Yeah, because receptivity is required to receive the desire we want. And we mm-hmm. be receiving when we're in the state of like white knuckling, controlling, being super attached to this very, very specific outcome. We mm-hmm. have to be open to allowing things to unfold in ways we might not know or mm-hmm. have planned in our mind and trusting that they're still unfolding in the way that they should. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Okay, I want to go back a couple steps because I meant to ask you about this at the beginning, but for people who aren't familiar with the concepts or like the terms of like embodiment, energetics, somatics, like give us just the, the one Oh one on what they are, why they matter. And like, especially how we can, or how you apply them within the context of like big goals, business, that sort of thing. Just so we're all speaking the same language. I think this is important because I see like all the Instagram the Instapot posts and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a lot of that it's hard. I think yeah. So. And I love that it's like becoming a lot more normalized and like visible, but also there's like a level of understanding and like embodiment <laughs> necessary too. Yes. I love Lisa Oliveira's take on embodiment. She says we don't have a body. We are a body. Mm. And so many of us who've grown up in Western 
especially Western religious circles and anything like that, we've kind of been conditioned to like the mind is superior to the body or like you're outside of the body looking at yourself, but really the sense that we are a body and there is no Mm -hmm. connect between things, but the whole body is who we are and it's wholeness. So we have the mental body, the physical body, the emotional body and the energetic body, and they all speak different languages. So the mental body are thoughts, the physical body are sensations, the emotional body is feelings, and the energetic body is that intuition, that subconscious vibration, the frequency piece. Mm -hmm. So to be embodied is to inhabit all of our body, right? So it's not doing what most of us have done for a really long time, itself included. It's living kind of neck up, really overvaluing my mind, really overvaluing my thoughts really choosing logic over intuition and realizing, hey, there's like a synergy here and my ultimate fulfillment in life, my ultimate sense of aliveness in life is the more I can tap into all of me, the more alive I am in this moment, the more connected I am with myself in this moment, the more whole I'm living. And Mm -hmm. when it comes to business, it's very much that like, logic, strategy, like left brain, (laughs) all those things, which are so important. And also, how does this feel? What does your intuition say? What sensations are present in your body when you're in that launch? Like, what are all these other things communicating to us? Yeah. And I think that there, there's a pattern where a lot of female entrepreneurs tend to not only have that like very logic like living in our heads thing just as a product of our society and the way that we're conditioned, but also tend to be more like in their masculine and more focused on like the doing and the hustling and the grinding. Because again, the conditioning is like, that's what it takes to be successful, the white knuckling, like, and that was very much my story. Mm -hmm. And my core belief was like, if I just work harder, I will get more. And eventually, you know, I came to the point of burnout and like being forced to realize like eventually there is no more. Like you cannot just work harder infinitely. There is a limit to my capacity of work ethic and like hard work. And I had to reach physical burnout. I had to like completely crash my hormones. I had to like go through the whole gauntlet of like everything that that meant and It took that to like realize it. Do you think that that tends to be the pattern overall for women is like we don't really value this until we have to face the consequences or like why why are we like that? Why why can't we just hear your advice and be like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I mean, if we think about school and we think about the economic structures that we've operated in before we had our own business and yeah. Of these things, it was all very much achievement based and productivity based and pushing through and, you know, the body being this like vehicle, you know, yeah. almost like this robotic mm-hmm. approach to productivity. Mm-hmm. And that is just systemic conditioning in the world. Mm-hmm. We're living in a community mm-hmm. that dishonors the body, especially girls. Like when you have your period, like how many ads did you see that it's like, my menstrual cycle is not holding me back from hiking this giant mountain and yeah, yeah. today. And, you know, like we're not living in cycle with our bodies and we've been mm-hmm. that our body shouldn't hold us back. So there's like this right. war between like what I want to do and what my body's allowing me to do. Mm-hmm. And so really the, the core belief needs to be like, I am a body. I'm not a machine. Mm-hmm. I have reverence for my body. I honor my body. I'm not at war with my body. We see this in body image. We see this in productivity. We see this with all the things, really. And I think it affects women more because we're also wearing more hats, right? Mm-hmm. We're also yeah. sensitive to things. And we also don't have the same hormone cycle as the male body does. Mm-hmm. We operate in a 24-hour cycle and we have different hormone levels every single day of the month. Yeah, yeah. We're just different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to like truly live in cycle with our body and recognize we're not a machine. And the economic structures wanted us to be machines because it's better for their bottom line. Yeah. That's Mm. what it is. And when you have your own business, you have to recognize where you're imprinting a pattern that Mm -hmm. is for a choice 
mm-hmm. and consciously create awareness around how do I like unplug from that. Yes. Okay. So I know that when I was first kind of reconciling all of this and like realizing, okay, I really do need to like change my entire belief system and like how I show up and it's still like a practice, right? Like it's, I would, I'm not talking about it from a place like I am healed (laughs) and whole and like perfect at this now. I'm definitely not like I still have that conditioning, but I'm just aware of it and I'm like intentional about choosing something else. But when I first started becoming aware of all this stuff, I fought it so much because my brain could not understand or believe that I could still get what I wanted in a different way. Like that if I did change the way that I did things, if I did change my belief system, if I did listen to my body and didn't just push all the time, like there's no way that I could still reach my goals. There's no way that I could still grow my business or make enough money to ride horses or whatever. And so I'm sure there are people listening kind of having that same battle in their minds and they're trying to figure out how it can actually support their goals. So can you give us like either examples or just some insights on how honoring your body and actually taking embodiment as yours and your like a a practice like why does that actually make us more powerful and stronger in a different way Mm, yeah well we're we're wielding all of our power Mm, yeah and part of the struggle is that we don't have a lot of evidence of possibility like you probably Mm -hmm. didn't want to role models around you who were showing you what's possible by living yeah. way because we live in a society that has not operated in that way. Mm-hmm. So I love seeing people like you, like literally showing you can have it all and you can mm-hmm. do it all. And this is evidence for your brain now for everybody listening, like it's possible. Yeah. And I too, like, it's not just, this is where that masculine and feminine kind of coexist together because the feminine needs to be held. And so the feminine naturally is a bit chaotic. And if you don't have those masculine structures in place, it's going to feel very unsafe. So Mm -hmm. really important for business specifically, how can I create a strategy and a system that can hold me in that flex? How can I create this container that allows my nervous system to feel safe, that allows my crazy mind to be like, no, like we're held and we mm-hmm. can be creative here. We can be flexible here. We can have moments of rest and we can work in seasons here. And also like it's not going to fall apart. So I hate to interrupt this juicy convo, but if you're finding yourself like nodding along or wanting to take notes or just vibing with Robin and I's approach to business and life, then you're probably going to love Online Coach Empire Mastermind because Online Coach Empire Mastermind is this intimate, immersive mastermind for established coaches, educators, and service providers who want to elevate their income, strategies, identity, and CEO lifestyle to empire status. Applications are now open for Q1 start dates and our Cabo retreat spots are filling quickly. We do two retreats a year and the spring retreat is in Cabo. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Robin is the bonus coach in OCE. So I'm the head coach. You see me all the time. I get really deep into your business and we get to build a true mentorship dynamic over the course of minimum six or 12 months. This isn't a huge program where you get lost in a sea of faces on Zoom or a container where everyone has the same cookie cutter business. This is a high level luxury mentorship experience for the self-led CEO who wants it all and is ready to step into the role of CEO. And OCE grows with you, whether it's 10K or 100K months, I will be right there with you through every up level. We are ready to help you crush your 2024 goals if you are. So head to onlinecoachempire.com to get all the details, start your application, or you can also slide into my Instagram DMs at any time. Again, applications are now open for Q1 start dates and our Cabo retreat spots are filling quickly. The Cabo retreat, picture this, it's a private villa, infinity edge pool, private beach, daily in-house chefs. I have a few fun 
surprises up my sleeve, but it is going to be the ultimate blend of work hard, play hard, and just anchoring into a new level of luxury and expansion. And of course, so much fun. So I can't wait to see you there. Go to onlinecoachempire.com to learn all about the mastermind and start your application. I'll see you inside. And I'm curious, like, what does that look like for you? Can you give people some tangible examples of like, what are some systems that you have in place? What is the support or what? Yeah. What is the support that you lean on? Like, because when this is new to you and you hear these words, you're like, yeah, yeah, sounds nice. But like, how, like, how, what, what could that actually look like for me? Because I'm so far away from that. Yeah. Well, in my personal life, I mean, I have a six-year-old daughter. My husband's a pilot. He's gone probably 60% of the month and I don't live near family. So it's very much solo momming often. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of my systems have had to be in the motherhood realm of how can I be both a present mom and also run my business and care about my identity outside of motherhood, which is also very important to me. And so in my business, I have systems, I have automations. I've always for a long time preached like one offer, one funnel, yeah. one client at a time so that you're not spreading yourself so thin. You can like look, mm-hmm. fine tune it. You can create this well-oiled machine. And then when that's up and running, you layer. So for yep. me, simplicity has been a big part of it. Yes, I can have it all. I can't have it all at once. What's, mm-hmm. like, what's my priority here? Then once that was really good in my business, then I added a group program because I felt like that was like very stable. And then the group program gave me more time back. Mm -hmm. Then it was like, oh, I want to go more in that direction as a Mm -hmm. system, right? And marketing as a system, I will batch my content on one day. I'll have a team kind of repurpose it on another day. I, I always organize my tasks. I don't work more than two to three hours a day because that's kind of like my stamina. My daughter, even like with her activities, we have systems around like having days off of activities and carpool activities system. Mm-hmm. So I really have a system for everything. And it's weird for me as an Enneagram 7, which is like the wild spirit, free spirit, and a manifesting generator, which is like, yeah, (laughs) I can do all the things at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's like weird for me as that free spirit to be so systematic in my life. Mm -hmm. Old me would have been really suffocated by the thought of that. Mm -hmm. the new me who's experienced it is very liberated by it. And I think, Mm -hmm. well, how does that actually look in real life? What they're really seeing is I'm afraid of monotony. I'm afraid of boredom. I'm afraid of the rigidity of it. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you all of those things are actually the medicine here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the way that you've set up your life has created so much space for everything else, right? Like if you can take your system seriously if you can really master the foundations and like dial in one program first like you and I are so aligned on that everyone's like I want 37 offers you're like one (laughs) start with one (laughs) yeah otherwise we're fixing problems in 37 directions and that's just like not a productive way to build a business yeah yeah we want to make it harder for ourselves sometimes Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm yeah and so you've been able to experience that having that structure actually provides more freedom than you just being like just living in this constant state of chaos and that I joke is like my natural habitat (laughs) but I am like a recovering chaos addict and that's something that I'm always again like practicing and that's something I have to be really intentional about and it sounds like you've done a lot of trial and error and like you've had to be really curious about your own you mentioned like my stamina is x like the only way to know that is to trial and error and like experiment so how can we like if someone's listening to this they're like okay I think I want to start like approaching my life more systematically to give myself more freedom like what are the questions they could be asking or like even just tuning into their body, like what are they looking for to decide "Mm, this is too much or I don't have enough structure or like where, what are some inquisitive self-exploration like 
thought exercises that we could recommend to them? I like to think of these like core four areas of my life that I need to always be optimized. Mm -hmm. So the one is time. The one is finances, wealth. Mm -hmm. The one is relationships and the other is health. Mm -hmm. So when I look at these buckets and honestly, yeah, I figured it out. And then your child grows up and it's a different season or your business (laughs) changes and you're like, shit, yeah. It and like what work doesn't work like mm-hmm. well so like it's a constant journey too but I like to look at these buckets and be like okay how am I feeling about my time right now how am I feeling about my health right now how am I feeling about my finances right now how am I feeling about my relationships right now where mm-hmm. am I wildly out of balance and that's mm-hmm. usually a clue for where the chaos is and where the first set ends need to be right so yeah and moms are like, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. Or mm-hmm. my health sucks, which is a byproduct of not organizing your time to prioritize yourself and your relationships and other things. Yeah. So usually start in one of the buckets, again, just for simplicity and be like, what is something like, what is my next best step? We don't have to go from mm-hmm. zero to zero, but what is my next best step here that I can do to get back more time freedom? Mm-hmm. And then like, the energy of that and the embodiment practice here outside of the strategy is how does that feel? Like when I take that next step, tuning into my body, does that feel more peaceful? Am I more energized? Am I less stressed? Am I less reactive? Am I less emotional? Like is my skin breaking out less? Like just like really tuning in at each mm-hmm. step, right? And then layering as things start to stabilize and mm-hmm. pulling if something doesn't feel good because you've only gotten one step you haven't like burned yeah the ground yeah mm-hmm. yeah I I always love looking at this stuff as an experiment and that has helped me like people who listen to the podcast a lot have heard me say this probably a dozen times but like I used to have a lot of I guess resistance to trying different things and changing how I was doing things even if the way I was doing it wasn't really serving me like I was just resistant to trying something else because what if it was even worse <laughs> like so so I like started basically just hacking myself and being like okay it's just gonna be an experiment like we're just gonna experiment and maybe I'll prove myself right and it's not a good move or maybe not and so when I think of it as an experiment, then I'm not like attached to a specific outcome. And it's not like a pass fail. It's just like, we're just going to see what happens. And like 99% of the time that I've done this experiment, it's ended up serving me and supporting me. Like my four day work week started as an experiment. One quarter, I doubled my salary as an experiment and I never took it back down because it worked and like things like that. Like I've, I've done experiments where my intuition is telling me like you can do this this is the right move like this will serve you support you whatever like my intuition is a yes but my brain is like that doesn't make sense or how will we blah 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 like going to a four-day work week my brain was like well we already feel like we're like there isn't enough time but like also I had that knowing of like well actually you're just like not being really effective (laughs) with the time that you have so if we put more parameters on it you're going to have to prioritize better you're going to have to be more efficient with your work and like experiment proved that to be true like the experiment supported by intuition so if anyone else struggles to or like has resistance around making these changes or testing things that they think might better serve them try that hack it's worked really well for me yeah I love that and I love that you like obviously had a purpose around that too. When I think yeah. that's a big part of it, it's like, yeah, I want a 40 work week, but like why? Like what's going to mm-hmm. be so motivated to get that extra day of the week back mm-hmm. and keep me on that path, you know? Like yeah. really attaching something that you desire for that change. Yeah. Yeah. And that came from just tuning into my thought loops and tuning into what was like coming up for me in terms of like energy and desires. And I had found myself like every weekend for probably months being like, oh, I just like I need a three day weekend. Like I need one day to do nothing. I need one day to have fun and like see my friends, be social. And I need one day to get my shit together. And I just like kept saying that over and over again. And then finally I caught myself as like, I literally make my own schedule. (laughs) Like, why am I not just 
giving myself a three-day weekend. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the logic kicks in and is like, well, no, that's not enough time to get things done and you need to be working more and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like not true. (laughs) And then I did the experiment. I was like, oh, looks like I'm actually more efficient and like more productive if I really rest, if I have the weekend that I want, come into Monday feeling amazing Mm -hmm. and then have like actual timelines and like urgency instead of just like oh I can always if I don't get it done today I can always do it Friday which was just this like vicious cycle right so I love an experiment I love a catching yourself in your thought patterns and especially if you're an entrepreneur like you make your own rules there are literally no rules for how you run your business so it's just my reminder to anyone listening like if you find yourself wanting something in your business or your life like you have the power to create it Yes. And it can be fun. And you kind of made it mm-hmm. a game when you removed the pressure. One yeah. of the questions on what you just shared that I asked myself is, is this driven by pressure or is this driven by pleasure? Mm-hmm. For me, when it's pressure, I know that that's like a hard pass. I need to go. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. So what were some of the ways that you were able to really like anchor into new beliefs so for example like one of my beliefs that we talked about was like hard work it like hard work equals success right and like I had to choose a new belief in order to change the way that I did things when you recognized that the way that you were showing up wasn't serving you like what new belief did you choose and how did you actually anchor into that where it felt true because I think a lot of times people like we talk manifest or I mean affirmations of like I am blah, 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 blah. But like, it feels hollow when you say it, right? So like, how do we go from that of like, I want to believe this, but I don't to like, it's actually embodied and anchored in. Yeah, I'm a Taurus. So I feel like I I need things to be very grounded mm-hmm. in my life. And I need my desires to feel very grounded. And I always believe that action and mindset are, they go together. However, mm-hmm. I have found a pattern, like one of my own hacks is that my action oftentimes has to come before my mindset will or change. Mm, mm-hmm. So for some people, the belief has to come first. And there's a caveat here, like the belief that something different is possible is always first, right? Like we always have mm-hmm. to open to this could be wrong and right. I have to be open to something else. But for me personally, I've noticed that I have to take big, scary action first Mm-hmm. Like then be like, okay, this is working. Got it. And then the, the mindset, the belief like really fundamentally changes. Mm-hmm. I find that when I'm present with my body, like when, when I'm meditating, when I'm doing an embodied prayer, when I'm doing a somatic experience, when I'm regulating my nervous system, I'll start to see where a belief is actually not true in my body. But mm. and, mm-hmm. and that is where I recognize, okay, like I've always thought this because it's a thought loop that has just like been perpetuated. We repeat 90% of our thoughts every day, right? So mm-hmm. something that's just been present there, but actually it's not congruent with my body. And usually mm-hmm. we'll see it when there's resistance. So like say I desire something or I have a belief of something and it's not working. So say you're like, oh, okay, I have to work really hard to succeed. But there's mm-hmm. distance, there's friction and tension in your life because like it's not working, like you're burning mm-hmm. it. You're not like seeing the vision that this is going to work long term. The incongruency there is because there is an incongruency in one of your bodies. So like your mental body might be like, yeah, that makes sense. And your yeah. body is like a tug of war in the opposite direction. Like, yeah, we need a break. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. And so when you're doing a somatic experience, it's really about seeing where there's that tension and that incongruency and then creating coherence by bringing them back on board into the same, the same. Mm -hmm. So tangibly, Mm -hmm. I do that by taking action usually first because I'm very like rebellious and I'm like, no, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. Um, And so then I'm like, okay, it's not working. I really need to chill. And then I will go into my embodiment practices and find that coherence. And it's mm-hmm. really like I had a call with my coach a couple of weeks ago and she was like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And I've had a weird couple of years last year. I really, really wanted a baby. 
my desire was to get pregnant. I'd been on a multi-year journey of conception. And so my desire was like, get pregnant, get pregnant, get pregnant. And then I got pregnant and we had a late miscarriage, an unexplained late miscarriage where her heart stopped beating after a perfect anatomy scan. We had a 1% chance of miscarriage. And I was like, oh my God, did I manifest this? Like what the actual hell, you know, like my Mm -hmm. energetic belief system was so rocked. And when I was really honest with myself, I was like, wow, like every time I visualized this desire, it was pregnancy. It wasn't. Mm, Wow. Wow. Yeah. Right. And so now I've learned to like tell my clients and remind myself, like, be careful what you're visualizing is like actually what you want and see it through, like go to the end game because we are powerful creators of our reality and we are always manifesting something. And so to get really, really clear on what you want, like, do you really want that million dollar year or do you want the time freedom and the flexibility? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what's actually behind that yeah. that initial desire? Like if we take it a layer deeper, five layers deeper, like what is actually behind that? Yes. And the body yeah. always knows. Our body is so, so wise. There's so mm-hmm. much wisdom when we quiet down our mind and we really drop in. Mm-hmm. And Honestly, I feel like if we did that more, we would have way less questions and way more. Yeah, but we're so conditioned to never have that space for ourselves. Like we're either we're scrolling social media, we're like we're working, we have like five screens going all the time. We're like listening to a podcast or music or an audiobook whenever we're driving. Where sometimes I watch YouTube videos in the shower, which is like so annoying. But like when I do create that space, that's when I get the most clarity. But when we're so in like, oh, well, I have to work hard and push and whatever to get what I want. Like, I think that's when I lacked the most clarity when I had the least amount of space to check in with myself. Like yesterday I was driving home from the barn. It's like a 35 minute drive and my car play wasn't working and no music was playing or anything. So I was like, oh, I guess the universe wants me to have <laughs> some quiet time. And I just like surrendered to that. I was like, okay, I'm just going to drive in silence and like be with my thoughts. And it was amazing. And I'm like, okay, I need to do this like a lot more, like having that quiet time. And that's why I think we also get downloads when we're like walking or showering, like shower thoughts are a real thing because it's one of those few times that we're just like alone with our thoughts. Yeah. And it's your voice. Uh-huh. And I think so much of the anxiety, the lack of peace and the confusion and the comparison and all of that is because our own voice is just like the volume is down. Everyone's mm. volume is way up and mm-hmm. just get quiet. We're dialing up our own volume and bingo. That's where that's where yeah. the security is. Yeah. Okay. I have like two more things that I definitely want to hit on before we wrap. One of them is the myth of like, just be high vibe. And like, if you're just high vibe, then everything will manifest into your life and things will just fall out of the sky and you'll live happily ever after. What does attracting our desires actually require if it's not just being high vibe is is like the first part of that question. And then the other thing is like, it's not realistic for us to only exist in this high vibe space 24-7 because life is lifey and there's like hard things in the world and in our lives and stuff. So what is your take on being high vibe and like that kind of, I guess, recommendation (laughs) that of just like, if you're just high vibe, everything will align to you. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that's such a toxic thing that gets everybody really tripped up. And I love the open conversation a couple months ago because 2023 was a hard year for like everyone. Yeah. It wasn't in your personal life. It was a hard year collectively with the world. Yeah. And, And what I find is that when we say you have to be high vibe, we're actually not embodied because mm. to be embodied is to be human, to allow mm-hmm. humanity to be in the whole spectrum of what it is to be human. And that mm-hmm. involves messy bits. That involves, mm-hmm. yeah, joy and love and gratitude. And it involves disappointment and defeat and regret and heartbreak and failure and all of these things that are like, 
not high vibe. So to me, it's more about coherence. It's Mm. more alignment. It's more about like, how can I be honest and authentic and like fully present with what is so that I'm not Mm -hmm. passing it. I'm working through Mm -hmm. it. Yep. But I'm not like burying something under the rug in my energetic and emotional body and physically I'm like, Oh my God, like it's awesome. I'm so high. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like that is not the way. So to be present with what is and to bring coherence so that you're doing the work of like moving the energy, moving the emotions, like figuring out what what's underneath all of that. And Mm -hmm. the two core things is like, what do I want? Do I believe it's possible? Yeah. I'm super anxious and depressed and heartbroken and still know that I want to have a six-figure month and I believe that that's possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can believe that that's possible without me being like super hyped. And super right. Hyped. Yeah. I made a whole episode about how you can not be high vibe and still make a lot of money because I, I had to live that experiment a lot yeah. last year, as did you. And it was just like, it really forced me to like anchor into that and challenge that because I think we see a lot of like oh if I'm not doing like ecstatic dance in my office then like how could I make money right and that's just not true and it's not realistic and I think there are a lot of people who try to force themselves into that like place and that feeling but when it's not genuine like the body knows right we know when we're lying to ourselves and it's so it's not going to do anything. And if you just keep shoving thing and in, things into the box, like eventually the box explodes. Exactly. The box cannot hold infinite things. It's not like a Mary Poppins box. And you can't deceive the universe. Okay. It's not mm-hmm. to be like, Hey, it's in this little box buried under here and nobody needs yeah. to see it. And my energy's still clean and good. No, like, yeah. Also that was there for a lesson for a reason for us, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. part of your process, part of your process, you have to lean into it. And also, like, two truths can coexist. Yeah. Can make really freaking great money and be really freaking heartbroken. And that mm-hmm. can both happen at the same time. And mm-hmm. I don't need to make myself wrong. And I think that's yeah. another big part of it is where we make ourselves wrong. Yeah. Allow two things not to be existing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that, though, I think a lot of the rhetoric is like, but you need to still have this feeling of abundance let's say to attract more abundance into your life like that's something that we hear a lot Mm -hmm. how and also I think anecdotally like it is easier to take action it is easier to show up when you do feel abundant and when you do feel safe like that's just makes sense right so how can we access like a feeling of safety and abundance when we are in hard seasons and I know especially like our clients in the mastermind like they ask this all the time of like, okay, well, if I had a hard month, like how can I still have a clean slate? How can I still feel good taking action? Whether it's like finances, personal life, the geopolitical climate, war, things happening, like how can we still tap into a feeling of abundance and safety, even if it's not what they, what we think it's supposed to be? Totally. Yeah. I would say gratitude is something that I always anchor into and that I always Mm -hmm. want everyone to anchor into because there is always, always something to be grateful for. Mm. Always. Even if it's just Mm -hmm. breath, your body, being alive, like whatever it is, there is always something to be grateful for. And I think where this feeling, the sensation, the energy around this matters is when we start getting into the victim mentality, Mm. like Mm -hmm bad things are happening to me versus like mm-hmm. is happening for me. Mm-hmm. Right? So a feeling of like helplessness and hopelessness mm. is not the goal. Right. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to, to experience something really hard that wasn't fair. It's okay to be in a season of like hardship survival is kicking in. And mm-hmm. also again, two truths. I can be really grateful that I'm resourced to navigate this. I can be Mm -hmm. that I'm alive and I'm experiencing all of life and that I'm open to experiencing all of life. I can Mm -hmm. be grateful that I feel divinely held, that everything is working out for me and for my greater good. Everything leads to goodness. Mm -hmm. And when we have those like really rock solid beliefs that it gets to be good, 
things are happening for our good. Gratitude is always present. We are loved. We are always able to love. Like these are universal high Mm -hmm. energies that we can tap into at all times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the second part of that is the survival mechanism of our nervous system, the fight or flight. We shut down and that's its own beast because our body is oftentimes having its own response Mm -hmm. side of something we can like mindset our way out of. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's where the nervous system regulation and those tools are really, 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 really helpful to get the body back into that synergy. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. And that abundance can come from like we can tap into a feeling of abundance from like the sunshine and the fresh air. Like it doesn't have to be that our bank account like says a certain number, like we can tap into that feeling in a bunch of different ways. It doesn't just have to be the way that you do feel lack or, you know, there could be very real lack, like worrying about paying the bills like that is financial scarcity, Mm -hmm. but we can still feel abundant in other ways and like access that energy and that frequency somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Last but not least, I would love just like a rapid fire of what you are predicting in our industry for 2024 because you made a post about this recently and I thought it was really juicy. Yeah. Okay. So I predict going deeper versus wider. First mm. of I think people are going to like shrink their product suites and actually like get back to basics. I think community relationships, like genuine relationships is the mm. goal it's always been the goal, but like, it's really going to be a big thing because so many people have been burned in our industry that there's this like yeah. natural distrust happening. And so relationships are going to be golden. I think that we're going to have a political reorientation where our business values are going to have to lead the way and people are going to be really curious about what we stand for. Are we practicing what we preach? Is there enough there? I don't think social media is going away, but I do think that we're getting back into some longer form marketing pieces. So mm. email marketing, blogging is going to make a reappearance, like some of those like older traditional things. AI mm-hmm. is going to be super, super big. And yeah, I think just in general, we're going to see a lot of people find the gold in the industry and like commit to that. And mm-hmm. not have this like shiny coach syndrome where we're like all yeah. hopping and like mm-hmm. program hopping and course hopping and organizing. Mm-hmm. I read a stat recently that 96% of people have had an amazing experience with a coach and mm-hmm. 90, I think it was 92% would repeat the same process. Mm. It's important for all of us to remember that because we do get bombarded with messages of like scams and and like shady people and people who are really good at marketing, but really bad at coaching. And then they're mm-hmm. disjoint in the experience. So yeah. if you're in your integrity and you're a master of what you do, you're going to be able to make a really good success. Yeah. Yeah. I think that stuff can just be really loud. So it seems a lot bigger than it yeah. is. But I also do think that 2023 was a year that kind of like trimmed the fat if you will like the people that hung in there and the people that like doubled down and like were really convicted in like no this is my path and this is my business and like I'm not going anywhere I think it kind of refined the industry in a a good way because it it took care of a lot of the people that were just like oh I think this is supposed to be like easy money and like this is just gonna be like easy right and it's it's not it's worth it but like you have to have the skill, you have to have the conviction, you have to have the heart for like serving and actually coaching people. And so as much as it was like a weird year and like hard for a lot of people, I think it probably refined the industry in a good way. I agree. It's like a detox. Yeah, needed it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. And I feel like we could talk forever. I mean, we already knew that we had so many like common values and common philosophies. So loved having you here. Please tell people where they can find you, your programs, if you want to talk about your upcoming business or tell them where they should keep an eye out. 
Yeah, thanks. So recently rebranded my business to the Mothered Business, focusing specifically on mamas who are CEOs. I have the Mothered Business podcast on Instagram at robin.gooding. And then if you're on a fertility journey, whether you're on like thinking about planning to have a baby or you've been on an extended conception journey, I have a membership that's launching this month and it's going to be focused on supporting you with conception, both the soma and the soul. So we have world-class medical experts for the biological, physical body stuff. And then I do embodiment and breath work and stuff for the energy of conception, which is its own other. Yeah. That's so beautiful and on brand for you. I love it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're the queen. Of course. I'm honored to be in your space always. Uh, I feel the same way. I'm grateful for you literally every day. I'm like, what would I do without Robin? Robin is my queen. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and all of your expertise and just your energy. I know everyone's always like, Robin just has the best energy. So everyone take a deep breath, (laughs) sigh it out and have a great rest of your day. 